Well, here we are on a Friday. Time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. He's back. We've got part two. Stay tuned. Your realty expert, Adam Helgeson, is coming your way next. Life with its many stages. From the my little one has just arrived stage to the I have arrived stage. From the first home you'll ever buy to the one home you'll have forever. No matter where you find yourself in life, your forever agent will be there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. For you, for life. And he is back. Adam Helgeson, realty expert. I had to do that. How are you, man? Great. Good, good, good. Um, you know, we were having some volume issues on, on Wednesday. Or is it, things are a little better now? Uh, it sounds like it, yes. You can hear better? I can hear you better. That's good. <laughs> How so are you? How'd your golf tournament go? Uh, not bad. Good, yeah. good, good. Swung the club. Are you any good at golf? Are you a decent golfer? Yeah. Hold your own, maybe? I'm like Happy Gilmore without the drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're fun on the golf course. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. <laughs> you know, all that matters really is how you look, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I need to get the, you know, the... Funky pants and the bright. Get some knickers. Yeah, there you go. I <laughs> my, didn't know what those were um, called. My, my kid is, uh, he golfs a lot, a lot of tournaments and stuff. And, um, oh, yeah, he'll wear knickers and they dress. It's just, I think it's really ugly myself. But anyway, yeah. on Wednesday, we talked about um, to sell your home if you're moving or to rent. Um, there's a lot of information you gave and you at the end of it said, well, we're going to have to have a part two on Friday. So here we go to sell or rent your house part two yeah we covered the uh you know the rental aspects of mm-hmm. it last week or last week last wednesday yep um so today we're just going to be like okay <clears throat> why is it better to sell than rent um you know and and factors you should be be looking at um you know the first one and the major one is the current market condition right is it a buyer's market is it a seller's market is it neutral um you know um kind of see when did you purchase the house you know mm-hmm. we've only been there a year well yeah. you know have you had enough equity in it right. to sell based on the market conditions um you know we've had some we had one this summer they bought it moved in they were there like a month and got a job transfer they were unexpected oh boy and we were able to resell it Make them money, and we had multiple offers. Wow! It was just wow, because of the condition of the market right now. It was it was just all luck of the timing because mm-hmm. they closed in like March ish when the market was still kind of dead yep. because of the rates, yep. and then in summer when it picked up, it was just perfect timing. And, so, and you know, they probably didn't really have enough time to get completely unpacked and settled and, <laughs> yeah, and make didn't. it their own, which would even make it a little bit easier, I would think. Yep, exactly. It does make it a little bit easier. So, you know, have that conversation with your your trusted agent, um, your realty expert, and figure out, okay, is this a proper time to sell, you know, or should I consider renting for a little bit? You know, that's a, that's a huge choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> another reason you should think about selling is if you, you know, you can't charge enough rent in relation to the home's value right Um, right. we talked a little bit about that um but as homes increase in price they become less desirable rentals because the return on rent goes down um 
It's all about the gross rent multiplier or the GRM, which is the ratio of the price of real estate to the rental income it generates. Okay. For example, if you um, can likely rent a $100,000 home for $1,000 per, one, per month, that's a 1% GRM, but you probably wouldn't be able to rent a $200,000 house for two grand a month. You know, so that, you know, the higher the value, the flatter the curve becomes. So that's where you have to look at, okay, kind of like we talked about on Wednesday, if you're guaranteed you can make money, right? That's a good sign to rent. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the opposite. You know, here, if you can't get enough money to cover your mortgage, cover, you know, the taxes sure. and insurance, and then still have enough to set aside in case of, you know, furnace malfunctions and mm-hmm. maintenance and that type of stuff, you know, it's probably not a good idea to rent. So you need to be able to do all that stuff and you still want to be able to make a little profit. I would imagine it kind of gets hard when you look at because pretty soon, are you going to be able to rent a place for 3500 or three grand a month? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, people need, especially if you're looking to purchase another house with your move, the bank needs to see that, okay, are you covering your prior mortgage? Are you gaining any income? Do you have enough equity? Because they look at rentals that way too when, you know, looking at your next mortgage because now you're going to have a second home. You know what I mean? Sure, So sure. your mortgage rates are going to be different. Everything's going to be different on your next home. So it, it goes a little different. So you have to make sure that, okay, can I meet enough? You know, like mm-hmm. I had a guy, um, he was in a $400,000 townhouse and he was paying like twenty, just shy of twenty eight hundred dollars a month in rent. Wow! So, but you got to think based on the GRM, is that going to be enough? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for the the person that owns the house, yeah. the landlord, because they, you know, what I mean, they're they're not getting the money they should based on the price of the house. So, I have some young investors. They're probably in their mid twenties. Um, I sell them a bunch of properties, and like we got one. Um, I sold it to them in, was it in Twin Valley or Ada? They got the house for $16,500. Jeepers. And they're renting it out for 600 a month. I'm <laughs> like, that's a great return. Yeah, no kidding. You know, so these guys are very, very savvy. And we looked mm-hmm. at a couple fourplexes and they're like, man, we would have to I get I remember it. you telling me about this. Yeah, yeah, we would have to get it for X amount, you know, 80, mm-hmm. 80 grand under asking to make the numbers even come close to working. Sure. So these guys are great at calculating out the risk and rewards. So, um, but yeah, make sure you can get enough rent. If you can't, then I recommend selling. Okay. Um, this is a big one for a lot of people too, right? You have to have enough liquid cash on hand. <clears throat> A lot of people think, well, I'll just rent it, whatever the extra I'll save in case of emergencies. But um, that's not always true. You know, especially let's say what happens when your rental property becomes vacant. Now you're paying the mortgage, you're paying the taxes, you're paying all the utilities, you're paying everything. Um, That could be three, four grand, yeah. that three, four grand a month. Now your house is sitting vacant for three months. Yeah. And around here, you can't keep the utilities off. You have no. to have heat. You have to have all that stuff or you're not going to have a house. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, we actually ran into that with some investors, um, with bigger properties from like California. Um, you know, the Macy's building, for example. Oh, sure. Yeah. We told them, Hey, it's getting cold out. You got to turn mm-hmm. the boilers on. 
They're like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, pipes burst. Oh, you know, boy. It, yeah, it was, it was a mess, right? So when considering whether to sell or rent, you know, you got to think, okay, do I have enough cash? Um, I recommend having at least minimum 10 grand in discretionary income at your disposal when renting your property. Okay. At a minimal to start. Sure. Right. So that way you have that and you know, that's not including, you know, emergency funds for your family. That's 10 grand set aside strictly for this house. Mm -hmm. If you know, you lose the renter or if an emergency happens or whatever. Right, right. You could have an emergency at a Saturday night at midnight. And a lot of times, unless you've got cash or got the money ready to go, it's going to be tough to get anything done till the next week. Yeah. Or, you know, let's say middle of the night in the winter, the furnace goes out. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to pay the emergency service call, you got a new furnace and everything, yeah. you know, when it's and, and, and furnaces never go out when it's, 80 above. Oh. They no, go out never. when it's 40 below. Well, just just like two <laughs> nights ago, my daughter got out of the shower at 1030 at night. She comes downstairs, Dad, I shut the water off, but the water's not shutting off. Uh-oh. Here, the cartridge that goes in the valve mm-hmm. stripped out. Oh, boy. Yep. So I'm like, where the hell am I going to find another cartridge at 1030, 11 o'clock yeah. at night? And then... You should have called me. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're all different, though. It's all based well, on the true. model and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So then I go downstairs <laughs> to try and shut the water off to that bathroom. These geniuses only put one water shut off, and that's the main. <laughs> so I shut the water off. Then I had to take the, the thing apart, um, the cartridge, mm-hmm. and then I found some rubber valves in there. Yep. And I MacGyvered them and switched them opposite ways. So instead of regulating oh. the water flow it shut off the water sure flow. sure and then i put it all back together and turned the water on it was still dripping a little bit but at least it wasn't flowing right until I could right get the right valve yeah so but yes nothing point taken nothing happens when it's convenient no. everything happens mm-hmm. middle of the night so 10 grand discretionary income minimum my recommendation um another reason you should sell if you have other priorities for that equity you built right a lot of people, when they move, they need the equity from that house to purchase their next house, right? Right. Or, um, you know, use that use that equity to pay cash. Now you don't even have a mortgage. Or with some of these interest rates and stuff now, maybe it'd be better to get out of your house, take that equity, and invest it in something else. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your rates locked in at two percent, you know, two point five. You know, maybe it might not be a bad idea to keep that place. You know, so there's different factors that go into it. Um, so just make sure that, you know what I mean, you plan ahead, you have that equity, and, you know, you know what you have in the house and what you're going to get out of it. It's almost worth talking to a financial planner as well. Like, oh, hey, what, what what should I do with this? You know, would it be better to keep it here? Hopefully the mortgage rates go, or, you know, the housing mm-hmm. market stays steady. Um, which up here in North Dakota it has. I'm not too worried right, about it right. taking a major crash, but you know, um, I, I never thought in a million years I would hear uh, one of you realty experts say, you know what, it's a good idea to talk to a financial planner once in a while. Why? It just, well, yeah. you guys, my, my point is that um, you guys think of everything. Yeah. You think of everything. And, well, and these are things that pop up that I would think <laughs> the average buyer seller would never think of yeah well the same thing goes like when i talked about lake property sure you know what i mean having that insurance and putting your lake property in like a, a trust or an l you know something like that so if 
your kid crashes a jet ski into someone else's boat and they sue you, not mm-hmm. only you know they can't take your lake cabin and house or whatever, it's your personal. So yeah, there's all sorts of different stuff. Sure, sure. Right. Um, and next reason, as far as debating whether to rent or sell um, on the sell side, is the age of your property and the maintenance issues and concerns. Um, you know, people like properties that are fixed up and well maintained. So if your property is older, um, you know, they say a house older than 1960 plan on 6% of the home's value per year in maintenance. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's stuff you got to think about. If the mm-hmm. house is old and falling apart, you're going to be spending a lot more on maintenance. Sure, sure. So um, maybe it's worthwhile to get rid of the money pit, take your equity, and run. You know, I, I used to... Tells you how old I'm getting. Uh, I used to think a home in the 60s was still fairly new. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, then again, I'm damn near 60, and I think about it, ooh, yeah, that's getting pretty old. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some of them, houses in the 60s are better built than these new cookie-cutter crap that they're throwing are. up. So yeah, I agree. You know, as long as it's maintained, that's the biggest thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I talk to people about that appliances. They're like, oh, this is a... 1997 furnace. I'm like, yeah, but if it's been serviced and everything's good, I'm not worried about it. Right, right. You can go buy a brand new car and not change the oil for three years, and it's going to be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But if you got a 1966, you know, Chevelle, and you maintain it, it can be a beautiful car. Yep, change so, that oil every 2,000 miles. Do what you're supposed to do. It'll run forever. Speaking of that, I need to do that today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so age of the property, maintenance concerns, that type of stuff. Look at your house and be like, okay, do I want to be... You know, pumping money to this thing. Am I going to be in the area to come fix stuff, or am I going to have to rely on you know someone local to find stuff? Um, so, next, if you're not thrilled about being a landlord, don't do it. Yeah, I would choke the living shit out of someone if I walked into my <laughs> rental and they were destroying it. Yeah, I know. I would, I would lose it. <laughs> I'd have a hard time. That's why I can't. Yeah. I can't. Be a landlord. I'd yep. be like, we know how we take care of things, and y- yes. you kind of get accustomed to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And walking into some of these houses and rentals, um, I see how people live, and I'm just like, are you, if this, oh, yeah. that would drive me nuts. Yeah. So if you're not thrilled about being a landlord, you know, look at some horror stories, look at the pros and cons. There are great renters. You know what I mean? There are great. Oh, sure. There's people that are like, you know what? I just don't feel like having a mortgage anymore. Yeah, don't want to shovel. Don't want to mow. Don't want to do any of that. I just want a place to live and eat and sleep. Yeah. But if they rent a house, they're still going to have to shovel. Sure. They're still going to have to do all that mm-hmm. unless you cover that. Right. Um, so, yeah, this and be cautious, too, if you want to have a rental, but you don't want to deal with it. And you hire the... Um, Rent are the... Oh, am I, the, sure. The, not the... What am I having about? Uh, <laughs> I'm having a, a major brain fart right now. Yeah, property I know. Management. Property management company. Yeah, there, there we, we go. go. Wow. Uh, if you hire a property <laughs> management company, just make sure they're reputable and do a good job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious, listen to the end of Wednesdays about the horror story I'm going through now. Sure. Um, you know, just a total, total devastating crap show so so when, when it comes down to it i'm guessing the consensus is with uh, realty expert adam helgeson if you have the choice of of selling your home after leaving or renting i think you're pretty much sold on selling not necessarily okay All it, right. just, it, it, it depends on your situation sure, that's why i'm sure. doing this podcast you know what i mean i want you to to know the pros and cons of right. each okay. you know um 
and just be, you know, it's sometimes it's not just a good rental. Mm-hmm. You know, your yeah. house may yeah. not just be a good rental. You know, um, generally, if the home is rented and it constantly has issues with vandalism, bad tenants, constantly maintenance. Um, you know, excessive HOA cost, it may be better just to sell that place and move on. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, so the main thing it comes down to is how much you'll earn by selling versus how long it will take you to make that same amount by renting. You know, if you're going to make 85 grand Mm -hmm. by selling it and then you figure, okay, if I rent it, I'll get a thousand a month. So I'd have to, in 85 months, I can make that 85 grand but then I have this, you know, deficit. So, I mean, you just got to run the numbers and say, okay, it could take you 10 years to make that 85 grand after you pay for your mortgage. You know, so it, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Do your research. Don't just jump into something, whether you're looking to buy or sell or sell or rent. So if you have questions, call me. That's what I'm here for. How does somebody get a hold of you, realty expert, Mr. Adam Helgeson? My cell phone. It's uh, always on, 701-317-1750. Check out my website, homesbyhelgeson.com, or call any of us real estate experts at Berkshire Hathaway at 701-746-0303. You know, if you're thinking about selling or renting, watch both parts of these. Like he said, catch Wednesday's show and this morning's show. Uh, You're probably going to learn a lot because I know I did. Hey, man, have yourself a great weekend. Great having him back in the studio. We'll have somebody new in Wednesday next week, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast from the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source.